Amen. All right, so if you have your Bibles, okay, 1 John, so you want to put your finger in 1 John 4, and also in Galatians 2. And so, if you have the Pew Bible there, 1 John 4, you can just yell at the page number if you got it. 863. So, page 863 for that one. And then Galatians 2. So, you go to the left after you go to 1 John. Galatians 2.20. I don't know what page that is. In the Pew Bible, what is it? 8.24? Okay. Alrighty. So, let's take a look at some of your Resurrection Day trivia. Alright? You had some time to look and think about it a little bit. Let's see how we're doing. I'm only going to give you some of them. That way you still have more fun for later. What time of day did Jesus get crucified? Anybody know? Yell it out. Take a guess. Noon? Good guess. Ten. We're close. We're almost there. Dawn. Sunset? No, no. Real close. Hey, bingo, bingo, bingo. 9 a.m., right? 9 a.m. 9 a.m. And part of your fun for the homework is actually fine. We're in the Bible. It actually says that. So you know I'm not just making this stuff up. So here's the one we should definitely get right. The second one here. What was the name of the hill that Jesus was crucified on? Just yell it out. Golgotha, Calvary, right? Calvary. Calvary Chapel, the hill, Calvary. You know, got to get that one. Um... We'll do one more, right? We'll do the third one. Was there a race to Jesus' tomb? There was actually a track meet. Two guys were running and racing. Do you remember who they were? Nah, no Nicodemus. John and Peter, right? Those are the two guys running and racing. Bonus, for that doesn't count for anything. But uh, who got there first? John, right? John got there, so I guess he's faster than the fisherman, right? And who bought his tomb and placed him in it? That's pretty interesting. Right? Okay, we're doing all of them. Joseph of Arimathea, right? We got some Bible bangers in here. This is good. Joseph of Arimathea bought it, and he actually bought it, and Nicodemus helped him. Nicodemus, remember Nick at night we talked about, right? Early on. So these two guys teamed up, and, um, you know, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus really became secret disciples. And uh, a lot of times that's frowned upon, you know, in the Christian faith. Oh, you know, if you believe in Jesus and you're a Christian, you know, you got to let everybody know, you know, tell the world. And, and that's true, should do that. But it's also true that a lot of people are at different stages and places. And um, sometimes as we're growing, still trying to figure things out and process it. God, who are you? Show me your heart. I, I don't quite understand. I want to believe in you. Something about this seems right. God, reveal it to me. You know, that's where these guys were at. And they played an integral part. You know, on Resurrection Day. It's awesome. It's pretty neat. Okay, so here's the one truth that we're really going to talk about today. And I'll just tell you what. Easter's, um, for me, are are really difficult um, for a lot of different reasons. But just from preparing 
from the message end, it's like, man, there's so much awesome and good stuff to talk about. Like, the word, the word is just chock full of just so many truths that, oh, it's just, it's awesome. It's awesome. And um, it's hard to really filter through all that because we just get a little bit of time together. And so uh, it's difficult sometimes to kind of just, you know, identify one thing and kind of stay with that. Um, but here's the one truth that I eventually settled on for this week. It's that fill in the blank at the bottom there. And I think we ha- we'll have it on the slide up here as well, too. So Resurrection Day, blank his blank and blank our blank. Right? Resurrection Day, here's the one central truth that I really just settled on, you know, really for this week. Resurrection Day confirms his claims and empowers our lives. Resurrection Day, right, that's today, confirms his claims and empowers our lives. It confirms his claims and empowers our lives. So, question is, of course, what claims did he make? Now, these are the ones that we settle in on here because these are unique. These are unique to Jesus. No other faith, no other belief system has what he is saying about himself. That's really what set Jesus, Jesus apart. And, uh, you know, a lot of people believe that, uh, you know, it's a good guy and walked the earth and helped a lot of people and there's no denying that he was a historical figure. But his claims, radical claims, is what really set him apart. So let's look at what some of those were. And I think on the slides up here, we'll have them as well. Um, His first claim that he told people is that he's the only way. That's a radical claim. And yes, that definitely has hints and shades of narrowness. It does. Right? I mean, he's just flat out saying it. He's flat out saying it. Let's look at what he says. John 14, verses 5-7. to Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Wow. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and I've seen him. He's basically saying, hey, listen, if you want to know who God is, look at me, watch me. If you understand me, you get what I'm doing, you understand the language that I'm using and how I'm walking and how I'm treating people and how I'm interacting, you're going to really get and understand who God is. Because I am God in the flesh. That's radical. Can you imagine if somebody just got up this morning and just man just came up and said that thing? I think we'd all be walking out, you know, one by one. Hey, all right, have a nice day. You know, like, that's just crazy. Who says these things? Right, so either he's out of his mind, or he's right on the money. What else did he say? On the next slide here. On the next slide, it says that he predicted his death and resurrection. That's a big one. I don't know how many things you can predict in life. It's pretty difficult to do, if not right near, near impossible. And you can even go to psychics and mediums and things like that, you know, and which are certainly frowned upon in the Bible and things that we should not do. Like, we shouldn't be looking to our horoscopes and daily things like that. It's just not a wise thing to do. And the Bible makes it really clear for a lot of reasons. And I guess that's a talk for another day. But Jesus predicted that he had to die and that he was going to rise again. He said it himself. He told everybody about it. And there's multiple passages. I just chose one. It says, and he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things 
and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. That's a big time claim. Real big. Hey, listen, I got to die and I'm going to rise again. And he said it multiple times in multiple places. Destroy this temple and in three days I'm going to make it rise. It's awesome. It's really a big problem if Easter Sunday doesn't happen. It's a big problem. It is the hinge upon the entire Christian faith. You know, a door hinge, right? It just keeps it on there. It makes it able to open and close. Without the hinge, you don't have a doorway. Without the resurrection, you don't have the Christian faith. You just have another maybe nice guy that died. It's amazing. So then we have one other claim here. It says that he said that he is the Son of God. That he's the Son of God. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to our law, he ought to die. Because he made himself the Son. He made himself the Son of God. In some versions he says he caused himself the Son of God. So he was actually on trial. He was on trial and facing crucifixion because he claimed that he was the Son of God. These are big time claims here. Right? Big time claims. And Resurrection Sunday, one of the, man, there's lots of good news about Resurrection Sunday, but one of the awesome things is that he was right about all of them. And he's the only one to make those claims and be right. And actually have it happen. The only one to make those claims and actually rise from the dead. The only one. It's an amazing thing. I was talking with a coworker this week. And we were talking about, um, you know, Easter Sunday coming up and what to expect. And I was asking him what his family's doing. He's asking me about mine. And, um, you know, what are we going to be talking about? What's going on? And um, we got on the topic of because he rose from the dead, like, bless you, because he rose from the dead. You know, what is that? You know, a lot of people are just, maybe this is even you. They just sit there. And then Resurrection Sunday, it's like, well, yay for Jesus. You know, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm going to go have ham later and go hang out, and then, you know, that's what we're going to do. But yay for Jesus, that's great. Good for him. That's awesome. And so we were talking about some of that stuff, and we ended up talking about the conversation, you know, just went towards, like, uh, diseases and, like, mental illnesses, and I don't even know how we got there, but somehow we got there. And we were talking about this stuff, and... Um, he was very agreeable with things that God could do, how he could you know, make somebody become a better person, maybe be more positive, um, maybe have somebody become more responsible, care about others, maybe more generous, you know? Kind of like agreeable with that stuff. Uh, but then he's like, well, you know, but if somebody has like, you know, something really seriously wrong with them or a mental illness, he's like, well, you know, it's, I don't know about the God stuff then. You know, and he wasn't trying to be, you know, argumentative or anything. It's like, that's just really what he thought, you know. And I was like, well, you know, I guess I can kind of see what you're saying if he really is just a nice guy. Like, if your God is really just that small. If he really is a God that can actually die and beat the grave and beat death and anything that came down his pike, then what's the big deal? Why would something be impossible? Why could he not do it? 
What would make him able not to do anything? Somebody with mental illness, somebody that is struggling, whatever it is. Why could he not? Why would the ability not be there? And uh, the look on his face was pretty funny. He's like, uh, yeah. I don't know. You know. And then we kind of moved on you know, to another topic and started talking more about Easter stuff. It was a pretty cool conversation. But that original thought right, that I put up there is that Resurrection Day confirms his claims. Well, that's good. That's great. Maybe we're just at yay Jesus. But it carries something huge and heavy for us. It carries something really huge and heavy and meaningful for us. That's the second part of our statement we had up there. So East Resurrection Day confirms his claims. And what was the last part? And empowers our lives. That's the big point where we like settle in on this morning. It empowers our lives. Now, here's where we start. Here's square one. You really can't have Easter Sunday without sin. Right? You can't have Easter Sunday without sin. I mean, you can still celebrate, you can still get the family together, you can still do fun things, you know, and have a nice day. But you can't truly have Easter Sunday without sin. It's all about S-I-N, Right? And I know that's not really a great, real fun thing to talk about, but you don't have the day without it. We were stuck in it with no way out of it. And it's very interesting when I was talking to my friend about Easter Sunday. I was like, man, it's an awesome day. I was like, you know, we have been set free. He's conquered the grave. I said, it's amazing. Ah, you know. I said, well, for somebody like me who's a sinner, it's really good news. Ah. I was like, you go, oh, the whole original sin thing, eh. right? That's where, that's where it starts. It starts right there, square one. Original sin, is that like a real deal or is that not? Is that something we just, you know, believe in and say it's there because it is? Or is it actually a truth and it's like a real thing? Because that's at the root of Easter Sunday. That's at the root of it. Just Jesus' name means Savior. I mean, he was named it. His name is Savior, Yeshua, Savior. And, and, and Mary was told it in her dream. Hey, listen, you're going to have a child. You know, he's going to bear the name Jesus. He's, gonna, he's going to save men from their sins. This guy's name. It's his mission. It's what he does. And what he did is he broke sin completely so we're not under it anymore. Completely broke it. Not held to it. And here's the awesome thing. That means that our present lives right here and now also does not have to be under bondage, under sin, and just stuck in a rut and stuck in stuff. It has already been paid and covered for. Done deal. We are called to now live out our faith in the deal that's already been done. Let me explain. So, when, uh, so this morning I had to run to the store, pick up some more stuff, you know, and just at our house, Easter morning is just insanity. And uh, I still had to go to the store and like get stuff, you know. And so I went early this morning and uh, took... Uh, 
little baby Judson with me. How good do those kids look this morning, right? Yeah. Mommy did a good job. That was not me. I didn't pick them out. Like, they look sharp. And they didn't rip them off or, like, you know, roll out on the mud or throw up on them or poop already, you know. It's like, it's great. So I take the little man with me. We're going to the store and um, get all the stuff. You know, we're rolling out. And then I'm approaching the car. And I'm feeling around, you know, for my keys. And then the feeling hits. I just, my stomach just drops. I'm like, oh, no. Like, and then my mind just starts to flood. I got to be at church. I got to go home and get this stuff. I got to still print off some more things over here. I got to get this over there. I can't even get in my car. What am I going to do? And then, like, just, it all just started. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Don't act like you don't do it. We do it. And it's just, and I just had, like, this the whole day just being the worst Easter ever. Because I forgot my keys. But thankfully, I didn't forget my keys. They're in my back pocket. Yay. So I had them. Right? It was good. But it sent me to that place. And I think that kind of silly little story illustrates a really important thing. Is that our days and what happens to us carries, I think, way too much weight a lot of the time. Way too much weight. Like, if I really didn't have my keys, I really couldn't get into the car, I'll tell you what, I regret to say it, but probably if whenever I would have made it here, I don't know how many songs I would have sang. I don't know how much I really would have wanted to be in his presence. Uh, It probably would have affected my interaction with other people because I'd be mad about what happened and not understanding it. And being like, God, what is the deal? Like, we're doing your thing today, you know? Like, at least let me have my keys, you know? But we, like, do stuff like this. People's days get wrecked. Wake up in the morning, coffee spills all of your clothes. Oh, this is going to be a great day. (laughs) Really? Like... You know, and then the coffee spills. And let's like turn it up a notch, you know, and then somebody cuts us off really close to hitting us. Don't even acknowledge us. And they, this this day, what is going on, you know? And we'd be taken to like some weird place where the day is just gone now. But guys, like, that's going to affect how we are as a Christian throughout that day. He still has a destiny and purpose for us within the day, and it's way bigger than lost keys, spilled coffee, and a car cut off. Isn't that true? It's going to affect our relationship if we're stuck in that place. Our days carry way too much power. And even further than that, our relationships, even with other people, can carry a lot of power. So you throw a bad day, and then you throw somebody, you know, you get to work, and they're like gossiping a little bit. Or they didn't say hi to us. Or they're giving us like that negative thing that they always give us, you know, because they're difficult to work with. Ah, oh, you know. And that just sets us off. Well, I don't understand, you know. And it, I've always been nice to them. And I thought they were nice before, but they don't like me. And they're so difficult. And I don't understand. And they do until the boss. Like we get into this, all this stuff that's doing damage to our Christian faith and walk. We supposedly have the hope of the world. The actual Spirit of God that raised Him from the dead on Easter Sunday lives in a Christian believer. 
It's in us. And guys, what we do, and I'm guilty too, is we sell short for nonsense of what happens in our days and how somebody affects us and we're going to get easily offended. We're selling short. We sell short. We've been made for better than that. He died for more than that. Question not really is, it, am I having a good day or a bad day? And I'm not saying you can't get frustrated. Sometimes we get frustrated. But man, we can't stay there and let that just ruin the whole thing. Good day, bad day, I don't know. The question really is, man, am I letting the gospel reign in my life and in my heart today? Am I becoming that love that I sing about and that I'm soaking in from God? Am I becoming that grace right to those around me? Really good doctrinal beliefs is, is, just, is great. We should understand the Word and should like have an understanding of what it says. The goal, the expectation, and don't get freaked out because I use that word because sometimes that brings overwhelmment, you know. But the expectation for the Christian is that we actually become those verses. So not only do we have to quote a verse to somebody, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Really, man, let's live that like it actually happens. Let's lean on Him like that's actually the case. Let's claim what's already been given to us. It's already been given to us. As we grow in our Christian walk and our Christian faith, we will be offended a lot less. And man, we're going to start having a lot of really good days. Because we're walking with the King. Because, man, that other stuff can happen. But when my feet hit the floor, His Spirit is in me. He's looking to work through me. God, what do you want to do? Okay, the guy cut me off. I got the flat going. I guess I got to talk with this guy at the tire store, see what's going on with him. Right? Something happened this week. I am not proud to tell you, but I'm going to tell you. This is what everybody listens. Like, they probably hear anything. The whole message today, but they're going to listen to this one. Where did pastor screw it up? Well, I'll tell you right now. Right? So here's what happened this week. It just stressed me out, you know? And, and Easter week is already, like, kind of stressful. And that's something, like, that's even something i got to repent of. Because that, that shouldn't even, a lot of overwhelming and super stressful about that stuff shouldn't even really be going on. Lord, it's your week. I'm worrying about silly stuff. Like, God, it's not in the right place. I'm sorry. I don't want that to be there. I don't want to carry that around. I shouldn't be carrying that around. You know? That's something to repent of. We think we got to repent of the big sins. Man, that is a big deal. That's robbing from what could be working in our lives. Stress is taking the place of faith that could be acted out and being manifested. So here's what happened, right? So I'm driving to work on Wednesday morning, and uh, I'm running a little bit late. And um, I, uh, you know, to go my usual way through the back roads. I worked down in West Haven. Uh, I teach math uh, at a high school during the week. And um, I'm down there, and I kid you not, um, I'm listening uh, to just a really good sermon, just a good message. This guy is, like, nailing it. The Spirit is just, he's killing it. Like, he is. Like, this is truth. I, I like this. I want to hear this. And so he said some stuff. And I was like, you know how sometimes people say things, and it's really good, but you, it takes a while for your mind to catch up with what's going on in your heart. Isn't that true? Sometimes you just got to hear stuff a whole bunch of times because in your heart, you know, something is right and good there, but the mind hasn't really quite grasped it yet. 
So, uh, so he, he said some stuff. And I was like, okay. And again, so I glanced over, because I had my phone sitting on the thing right here as I'm driving. So I glanced over to seeing the video where it was, because when I get to school, I had my first period free. I was like, well, you know, I want to I listen to the rest of this and re- get this thing on repeat, you know, I get there. So I looked over, saw the time. It was like, I don't know, 46 minutes or something into it. And as I looked... I clipped this mailbox with my side mirror on my truck. And I, whew, you know, I pulled it back. And, uh, and I'm going down the road. I'm, and, you know, the, you get like, you know, all nervous. Whoa, man, that was close. You know, I'm looking at my rear view. Did, it, did anybody see this? Like, what happened? And then as I look over, my mirror is gone. And then I look at my rear view because I don't have my side. So then I look at my rear view and then I see a mailbox sitting on the side of the road too now. Now, let me present the thought process to you. I just clipped somebody's mailbox. Nobody saw it. I would be lying if I told you, well, it was like in the road. <laughs> I'm telling you these thoughts came through my mind because I'm trying to be honest and real with you. Church is a place to be honest and real, right? We don't just come here because we had a good week and things are going awesome. We come here because we come here to get truth and be real and be honest, right? White gloves off, we get messy, we get dirty, but his word reigns supreme. True? True. So, I'm driving down the road. Nobody saw it. It was in the road. I'm late for work. So now i got this thing going on. And, right? I have this going on. I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And as I'm thinking about it, I'm just getting further away. So, here's the choice that I ended up making. I end up going to work, but in my heart, I could, the battle was just raging. But in my heart, you know, I told myself, I'm like, I am going to this person's house. I don't, I don't care. I'm going to this person's house after. I'm telling them exactly what happened. I'm going to do whatever they want. I'll put in a whole new mailbox. I'll fix what they want. I'll pay whatever it is. They might take advantage of me. Whatever. It is what it is. I'm bringing the gospel. I don't even care. So, but what I had to do is I had to make that settled. Because if that's even wavering, right? If it's even wavering, what are we going to do? We'll find an excuse. We'll procrastinate. We won't do it. Truth? Truth. That's how we are. So then I get there. And this is the same conversation with my friend. When we're talking about the Easter stuff. And I was like, and in my mind and in my heart, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I said it to myself. I convinced myself that I'm going to do it. But if I'm really going to convince myself and be a man of my word, I mean, if I put that public like out there and I told somebody else I got to do it, then I got to do it. No wiggle room there. And if I tell somebody who's not really a Christian, like, you know, and I got to be a witness, I'm locking myself and putting myself in a corner. So I told them this story. <laughs> so he goes, wait, you hit some guy's mailbox? In the air? Yeah, I, I destroyed it. You know? and, uh, <laughs> and he's shaking his head. And he goes, you know what that means? I said, what does that mean? I knew what he was going to say because I just know this. We get along so good. You know? He's like so close. The Lord almost has his heart, man. He's going he's gonna to be here soon, man. We're going to hug the crap out of him. So uh, we were talking and um, he goes, you know what that means? I said, I, I don't know. What does that mean? He goes, man, you got to stop with this Jesus stuff and sermons in the car. That is just enough. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know. But then the truth came in, right? That could ruin my day. It's a bad day. I could get weird about it, right? But then it just came from the Spirit, man. It's just, it's just not normally me. 
just came to him and was like, well, maybe I have an encounter with this person today. Somehow, some way, they need the gospel, they need truth in their life, maybe they need prayer for something. Why can't that be the case too? And he's like, I don't know, just stop listening to the Bible. <laughs> you know, and that's what he said. Right, but that could have ruined the day, right? And then I could get like weird about it, and then like I could go to the house and be like, well, they better not try and take advantage, you know, and if they do, I'm going to draw a hard line. I'm not spending more than this amount, you know, and if they get weird about it, we're going to fight. Like we could do stuff like that. And unfortunately, a lot of us have done this stuff like that. And maybe we even get stuck in that place. So I go back. I did go back. I go back. It happened to be a woman. Go back to the woman's house. Knock on the door. Kind of freaked her out. I was standing there. She was like living by herself. Older woman, you know. And, uh, and I was like, I hit your mailbox today. And this huge smile like, comes out on her face, you know. Huge smile comes out on her face. I was like, I so badly wanted to stop this morning. I said, I was running late for work. I said, but I was not going home. It's like, I'm a Christian. I can't do things like that. Like, it just... And, uh, and she goes, oh, my goodness. I am so grateful you came back. I was so worried. I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, so then we went outside. You know, I analyzed it. And we'll fix it and make it right. And I'm hoping, right? And then we had the chance, like, to talk. I, I tried to really make it a point not to, like, make it known I'm a pastor or anything like that. So I want to make it known, like, this, these are the things that Christians should do, right? Christians should do this. I don't have to be a pastor to do this. You have to be a Christian. That God lives inside of me and his love is there and I'm trying to have that work through me or that's not the case, right? So um, she ended up finding out because we talked about some things and it was on a card that I gave her. And... Um, we're not done talking and meeting together, so hopefully that leads to some more good stuff. You know what I mean? But all that to say, to go back to the original point of, listen, our days hold way too much of us. And offenses hold way too much on us. So the Spirit rose Him from the grave, gave us eternal life and covered sin forever. Salvation, sozo, also means to be completely made whole and that salvation is continuing to happen. It's a process. So yes, we could say a prayer, give our lives to Jesus, which hopefully we will do. But it's not like it's done then. That Spirit is now looking to work in us and become what Jesus Christ was. So when we come in contact with people... Man, I know you're a Christian, not by how much stuff you know, but man, you just treat me so differently than everybody else. Man, nothing just seems to rock your world. That's what we're called to be, right, church? That's what we're called to be. And the good news is, is that spirit that raised him from the dead is in us, and the deal is done. It has empowered us. We have to claim it and move forward in it. We have to claim it and move forward in it. God, I know I used to get offended before at something like this. I'm so grateful I don't have to anymore and you're doing a good work in me and I don't have to respond the way that I used to. Thank you for setting me free. These are our prayers that we pray. God, I know I messed up handling that situation. I'm sorry, Lord. You've created me for more than that. Help me with the next one. I don't want to miss it. Right? These are our prayers, right? Good days, bad days. Ah, You know what? Here's the deal. I made you go to two verses. Let's look at them real quick. 1 John 1. 1 John 4.4. 4. 
You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Isn't that true? That's true. That's what we celebrate. Greater is the one that's in me than, man, what's out there and what's coming at me. Man, we get to sing it and celebrate on Resurrection Sunday. Last one. Galatians 2.20. So good day, bad day? I don't know. This might be a better evaluation question for us on our days. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Man, that's the question to our good days and bad days. I've been crucified. Christ is living in me. How am I letting that shine forth today? How am I surrendering to that? Am I having a difficult time letting that happen? Or am I not? That's really the gauge for a good day, bad day, isn't it? It's good day, bad day stuff. Ah, whatever. So, original thought, right? And we close here. Resurrection Day confirms his claims and what? Empowers our lives. The power is there, man. We just got to start living in it and claiming it. And for some people, we're at different places. So, for some people, that's like a brand new thing. We're just starting off with this. Okay, I'm telling you what it looks like now, so like, let's go after it. For some of us, we've been in this for a little while, and we're still responding the same way we did 15 years ago. Not a good thing. Man, let's repent of that and look to move forward and be aggressive about it. Amen? Amen. All right, we have communion set up up here. We're going to take communion together, and then we're going to go and watch these kids go crazy. And um, the communion is set up up here. I would say that if you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and that spirit does not live in you, then you probably don't want to take communion. It really doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't really mean anything. If that's the case, like let's give somebody an opportunity and a chance, right, just to make sure, hey, this could be the Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, man, I gave my life to my, to my Lord and my Savior who died for me. So let's just do that real quick. So just, why don't you just... Bow your heads, close your eyes, and give people a chance to respond. I'm not going to belabor it and make it weird, but I'll just give people a chance to respond. So if you're in that place, and um, you have not yet, you're unsure if the Spirit of God lives in your heart, and you would like Him to live in your heart and give your life over to Him, then just, everybody else, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, then just look up and look at me. And we can just do it this morning. You can give your life to Him today. Just look. Praise God. That's awesome. It's awesome. Just look up at me, and that's it. If you already have before, then you're good, man. You're sealed. Okay. So if you looked up, just pray this prayer. Father, I... Just pray right to yourself. You don't have to pray it out loud. Father, I thank You for what You've done for me. I thank You and I receive your love. I thank you for paying the price that I could not pay. And I offer my heart and my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And God, we just thank you, Lord, for just turning hearts, Lord, even this morning over to you, God. We thank you and we praise you for it, Lord. 
And I pray, Lord, that you would put a sense of certainty, Lord, that that is your child. That they are your children, Lord. And the enemy is going to come, God, and try and steal it away. And so, Father, we lift them up to you, Lord, and we just rejoice and we say, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So what we'll do is we have the elements right up here. And... um,